Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I have a return guest today. One of my favorite episodes was with the beautiful Carrie Michelle, and we talked about how willpower is whack. And today we're going to jam into another insane topic which is really finding your feminine, freeing your feminine. And Carrie is the most feminine involved queen energy of any woman that I've probably ever met. So welcome back, Carrie. We're so glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Seriously, that is such an amazing compliment to hear, especially if you only knew my past and how I've been, that it just, it warms my heart that you see me that way. Cause that's been, it's been, such a huge part of my healing to be able to start embodying that. So thank you so much for that. Mm, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. I know that there's so many women that you work with in your coaching um, and that you mentor right now who look up to you as such a big role model in this space of really living in this queen energy, being comfortable in your body is maybe one of the best ways that I can describe it is I think there's so many women, myself included, who maybe for lack of a better way to say it, didn't get the deep dive when they were going through like the sexual classes in junior high and high school, didn't know how to use certain things, didn't know what different parts were called or what they did or, and, and far, far beyond that, just how to be comfortable in your feminine divinity. And you've really gone through your own transformation and, and we can talk about what that looks like and how you're here now, but the way that you stand and the way that you are is just all things feminine and, and you're just such a great role model in this space for, for women, younger women, and especially adult women who are just living in this kind of like, quote unquote, immature phase of femininity and really seeking that queen energy. So I'm excited to jam about this because I feel like a little princess right now. Like I'm a, I'm a little princess and I don't feel so queen. So I just want to really unlock this, unpack this for our listeners. And maybe we can start with your journey. Like why do women struggle with their femininity? And like, where did this journey begin for you? Uh, there's so many reasons why women struggle with it. And I can start with mine. And, and that was that, um, you know, just my upbringing was a lot of really strict religious uh, beliefs around sexuality and being somebody who is just naturally really sexual. Uh, that was just a recipe for disaster with just me feeling um, a lot of guilt and shame around what my desires were, what my pleasures were. And so, uh, you know, that created this distorted view around my sexuality that created so much shame and guilt and, and really had to work through healing that over the last couple of years of, of my, my journey of coming into really owning that queen energy and that, that divine feminine energy. 
and, uh, and feeling safe in it. That was really the biggest thing. And so, and I also had a history of molestation. So a lot of abuse by the masculine and I'm also being taught that it's my responsibility to cover up and to be modest because if I don't, uh, men are going to stumble and it's going to be my fault. It's my responsibility for men to control themselves. And so that really put um, just a bad taste in my mouth around men and not feeling safe with them. And so because I didn't feel safe with them, it was really uncomfortable for, or really uh, scary to be in my feminine because there was so much responsibility and there was a fear of being abused because that's, that's in my past. And that was just, that set me up to fully be in my masculine and have a very distorted uh, relationship with the feminine. And, and I also was in the distorted masculine as well. I wasn't in a healthy masculine. I was much, it was like, I can do it myself. I don't need any help. I was that tough girl. I did all of the, uh, I would box. Not that there's anything wrong with boxing, but I just did a lot of masculine type of activities to try to uh, create that illusion of safety around myself. And if I, if I match the masculine, they can't abuse me. And um, mm. I can't, I can't do anything wrong because I'm in the same energy as them. And that was not where I thrived. And it felt very tiring. It's very much like a hustly. It's, uh, it's a lot of work to stay in the masculine for a woman who is um, somebody who thrives in the feminine energy, which I actually want to kind of um, clarify that. Not every woman actually thrives in the, in the feminine. 80% of women are dominantly feminine and we all have the masculine and feminine. You are not 100% feminine energy. We're going to have a fluidity and a movement through those, but there's going to be a dominant energy that you usually thrive in. 80% of women thrive in the feminine. 80% of men thrive in the masculine. So there is a percentage of some who are asexual where it's just, it's not really either or. And then there are some women that a very small percentage that thrive in the masculine. So um, that's not to say the like, so not all women are, are thrive in that energy, but most of us do. And I'm sure that the women who are listening to this are ones that, that can feel deep down that that is where they feel like they can thrive, but there's a lack of safety there, or there's an unfamiliar, like, I don't even know what that feels like to be in that for whatever reason. Um, they've, they've moved more into their masculine. Can I ask you a question on this? Yeah. How do you know if you are thriving in your feminine or if you're just fearing going to that space? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I think that I just thrive more. I'm that smaller percentage that thrives in the, in the masculine, but how mm -hmm. do I actually know if, if I'm just choosing that from a place of fear because of everything that you just described versus really thriving in the masculine. Like, how do I know the difference? You know, you know, because like deep down you can, you can feel it. You can feel that, I, you know, really what I would love is to be, to be in my feminine, to be able to be in that. And you just, there's, I don't know if I could explain it exactly. Like this is the, like it's X, Y, and Z. And that's why you know that you're in the feminine or you're in the masculine or that that's where you thrive. There's just this 
deep down inner knowing of, of where you, where you will, where you thrive. And then, um, just a frustration of where you're at. So that's where I was at a couple of years ago, really only about two years ago that I was realizing, okay, being in this masculine energy is not serving me. It did serve me. It did serve me for quite a few years because there was, I didn't have the tools to be able to really truly feel safe in my mat, in my feminine. So, uh, it served me until it didn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. And when I was in that transition phase or that crossroad of, all right, I've, I've done enough work on myself to now get to a place where I can start venturing more into that feminine and really seeing what does the divine feminine actually feel like? What, how would I act? How would I, um, how do I speak? How do I, you know, how do I just go about my day-to-day -day life in the feminine? And it felt so foreign to me because so much of my, my life had been in the masculine, even though I'd always been a very feminine looking girl. I didn't, I just, but if you were to talk to me and interact with me, it was very rough and very aggressive and, um, not who I am today at all. Very structured, very like, I was just, I was, I was, I was hard. I mean, I would scream at my boot campers and just, I was just really aggressive person. And it just, it, I just kind of cover my eyes now and go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I used to, I used to be that way. But I think that that's like, that's really, really important for everybody to pick up on, which is you may look one way, but then yeah. act a different way because I feel super girly a lot, like always, always feeling really, really feminine looking, but I don't always feel connected to my feminine energy because I was taught to really kind of like climb the ranks, you know, in everything that I do, get good grades, show up this way, work really, really hard and keep working really, really hard and push. And that's very masculine versus the feminine is like so much more flowy with ease. It's this maternal feeling and this trust and this flow and this, and this feeling. And I didn't feel like that a lot. I felt really structured and really that tightness and that structure more often than not. And I find myself now just being curious about my, the feminine side. Like how do people who are living in this kind of like type A structured mind find their flow into the feminine? Like where can we start? So it's going to be figuring out where do you have, where do you have the most healing to do? Is it in the, is it in the masculine or is it in the feminine? So for me, when I really leaned into it all, it was where I needed to start was my relationship with the masculine. It wasn't the feminine for me uh, because I didn't feel safe being in the feminine because I had been abused and I had beliefs around the masculine that I needed to shift. Mm -hmm. So um, changing my relationship with the masculine and healing that relationship with that created an opportunity for me to be able to flow and fully embody and be in my feminine because now I feel safe there. So it could be the flip to the opposite. It could be that you need to heal your relationship with the feminine because you have had experiences with the feminine. Maybe you've been bullied by women. Maybe you didn't have a good example of the feminine growing up where you had a really needy, uh, passive aggressive mother or grandmother, or, you know, just, uh, somebody in the feminine that just showed that, uh, 
showed not the best example of, of what the feminine is. And that's the, the distorted feminine. That's not the healthy, divine, clean energy. That's going to be, you said, you, you jokingly said princess, but you're not princess. Princess is very needy. They're very, they're in that distorted feminine. They like, mm. they need validation of their work. They need, um, you know, they're, they're a lot of times really focused on external, um, look to be able to embody that feminine. So it's that false confidence mm. and, um, and, and it can look like they're a really confident woman. They're, they're, they look really beautiful. They've got the hair, they've got the nails, they've got the outfit and all of those. But when you really, when you really, you know, listen in and tune into the person, there's a lot of insecurity around there and they're masking it with all of the things that they're doing. And, and I do want to say there's nothing wrong with getting your nails done, doing hair. Those are things that I was doing, um, you know, last year, just recently, I stopped doing um, hair extensions and nails, not because I think that that's not something I should do. It's just not something I'm interested in anymore. And I'm realizing I really don't need those things at all mm. um, to really be able to in, in, embody my queen and feminine energy. And, um, but if I choose to get my nails done, there's, there's, it's not something that I need. It's something that I just, it just makes me feel pretty. And it's doesn't, it doesn't uh, equal my worth or my, my ability to be able to be in my feminine. And that's beautiful. Same thing with makeup right now. I got my hair in a bun and no, no makeup on and I feel beautiful and super sexy. I don't yes. need the makeup. And so that's the goal you want to get to, not to a place where you're like, I don't put any makeup on and I don't ever have to do my hair and I don't ever have to do my nails. No, you don't have to get to that place, but get to a place where you have no attachment to those things and none of those equal your worth. That's when you know you're really in your queen energy and you have that beautiful confidence that comes from the inside. It's not created by the, out, by the outside. So that's the difference between the queen energy and the princess energy. Mm, I love that because it makes me think of like a sweatpants scenario. So you've got the sweatpants and then you've got the little black dress or whatever you want to call it. Mine's yeah. a little sexy red dress. Yeah. So there are days where I feel exactly the same in my body, right? I feel exactly the same in my body. I feel good about myself. I feel good on the inside. I feel good on the outside. But sometimes I want to have a sweatpants day and that feels sexy. And sometimes yeah. I want to have a red dress day and that feels sexy. And yeah. it's really, truly gotten me to this point where I love that you said the princess versus queen because I, I do feel the queenness in my body. It's not like fully developed, but it's there and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. But there yeah. are days where I put on the red dress for me. Yes. For me, not for anyone else, not even for my boyfriend, not for, not for like to impress the waiters at the restaurant or the people in Vegas. I just say that because I just had my, <laughs> my birthday is Friday and my three yeah. years ago birthday, all my girlfriends and I went to Vegas. And that was like, before I went through this full transformation in my mind and my body and my soul. And I look at that picture of her, Carrie, and she literally, she is bleach blonde she has hair extensions, like almost down to her waist. She was on the scale every single day, still yes. um, weighing all of her food, doing smoothies and juice cleanses, doing that, like getting ready for the birthday, getting ready for the big Vegas birthday where she could bring all the size zero dresses, show off her legs, show off all her curves and all that thing. And at the time I thought, this is so healthy. This is the best I've ever been. But internally there were just so many unfulfilled things that I was trying to meet my needs by having other people think that I looked sexy in that dress. And I still have those dresses from three years ago. And I try them on every once in a while to just go, 
I like how this feels. This feels good, but now it's for me, yeah. not for anyone else. There you go, babe. So you got, you got to own that, that you are in the queen energy. Absolutely. Mm. You're not in, you're not in that princess because that, that is the queen energy. You, you, you do things for your delightment and for your pleasure. And, and it's out of so much love for yourself. Uh, so it's not, a, it's not a selfish thing, which I actually like everything, you know, what is selfish anyways, though, because we are all connected. We are all one. So when we are uplifting ourselves and we're choosing to take care of ourselves and we're, our alignment is of value to ourselves, it's going to benefit everyone. When our cup is full, we're able to give to others. So um, being selfish is actually the most unselfish thing that you can do. So mm. just, just taking care of yourself and doing things for you, for your delightment feels so amazing because now you don't need other people or other things to validate your worth and um you know that that you matter it just doesn't even matter all of that's just extra it's like oh cool you like me too so do I like it doesn't even matter like me because I like me can you talk a little bit about because I think this is a really big piece too can you talk a little bit about your experience with that uh, that societal Mm-hmm. norm that is like, like you said earlier, cover yourself up because if you show too much of yourself, then we're responsible for men wanting us or being attracted to us or whatever, because there is this part of you that, that thinks that it wants to be attracting the others, especially if you're not in a relationship. But then there's this other part that feels so unsafe. Like, oh, I'm responsible for if something happens to me because someone else was attracted to what I've got and what I own and what I feel good about. So how does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're in the middle of a huge awakening right now with everything that's happening in the world. And there's just, it's becoming, we're, I know it feels really chaotic. It feels really scary. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of unknown uncertainty, but it's, it's actually really, really beautiful. We are having a lot of, a lot of things are being um, brought up, a lot of truths, a lot of things, um, uh, ways of being that are not serving us anymore are all being brought to light. And so we're, we're having a huge, uh, a huge awakening, a huge uh, up leveling of uh, as a collective. And so what we've been in the past, as far as the sexes, is that men are weak, women are sex objects. And if we don't cover up, like because men are weak, they are going to stumble and they're going to make choices and they're going to abuse us, rape us, molest us, uh, cheat on their, on their significant others if we don't take responsibility and cover ourselves up. But the thing is, is that, first of all, that comes from a lot of um, just uh, suppression of the feminine because we are so freaking powerful. And this was from thousands of years ago. And it was, it was you know, a way to just kind of uh, dim our light and dim our power and, uh, and you know, create a lot of fear within us. And it worked. It worked for a long time. Thing is, though, is that women have been raped and molested, fully covered all the way to their whole entire face, like just their eyes are, are you know, and so it, it's not a matter of, of covering up. It's a matter of us like lowering the bar and the standards of how men need to show up and what, and, um, and their response, taking responsibility for their choices, their actions, and their thoughts. And I fully believe that men have that potential 
to be able to raise up to that level. And I'm choosing not to, not to, um, expect men to be on that level anymore because the more that we just, uh, expect that and just and uh are okay with that we're going to continue that pattern and we are now like i said at a place where we are evolving so it's time that we start raising ourselves up and seeing that bodies are not necessarily just for sex there's so much more to a body than that and can we and we get to an evolved place and i do believe that we can where we all see each other for more than just a sex object. And mm. I, I see that. I see that we're going to get to that level. I have friends who are, they don't call themselves nudists. They call themselves naturists. Mm. And um, yeah, so I guess that that's just kind of like the new evolved uh, word that they choose. And um, my friends that are in, in that uh, type of a community, they talk about how beautiful and healing it is to see just all shapes and sizes of naked bodies and to be able to heal that um that part of them that that sees bodies as just sexual and that when they see the naked body on a regular basis with people you start seeing the person for their soul and not necessarily for their nipples or their ass or um, their, their chest, as far as like, a, you know, man, I think a man's chest is really sexy, but I can see if we can do that as women, if we can see an attractive man. And I know that there's so many women that are just as inappropriate as men. I mean, there's mm-hmm. times where I sure. at, at women and I'm just like, that's embarrassing. I'm really embarrassed that you are acting that way. You are just as bad as, as the men that are, are disrespectful to us. So like we can, we can look at a man and we can see a beautiful man and we can see like, oh, he's gorgeous. I really, I really appreciate this, this skin suit that he's in. It's really pretty to look at. I really like that. I know men can do that as well, but until we choose to hold them to that standard, it is going to stay the same way that it is. And, um, I'm just, I'm not available for, for the excuses of men being able to, you know, just say like, oh, well, you know what, your, you know, your, your, your boobs were halfway hanging out. So I had to make the, the disrespectful comment to you. No, no, no. I love the, I love this. And the other part of it is I think women are afraid that other women are going to judge them for showing more of their body. Right. Do you, do you see that where it's like, oh, well, if she, does this or doesn't do this or wears this or doesn't wear this or shows this or doesn't show this. Like she's a, she's a bad woman. She's a skank. She's a whore. She's a whatever. Like all these words that we've labeled women as if they don't kind of subscribe to whatever is trending in our outerwear or lack thereof Mm -hmm. feeling like women are judging each other for Mm -hmm. not kind of complying with this way of being. How do you, how do you help people release those judgments and stigmas so that they don't have to face that? Yeah. And, and that definitely happens. And that's, once again, I'm choosing not to be like, not to allow that to be acceptable anymore either. It's time that we up level in that thinking as well as women. And, and whenever somebody is going to judge you for the way that you look or what you're choosing to wear, that's that's their issue. And they've, they like, they've got to take responsibility for that. So, but throwing that in their face and being, being really um, shaming to them is not ever going to be beneficial. So I'm going to always meet that person with love and just lovingly 
question their way, like their thinking and you know, why, like, why do you feel that? Um, just because I'm showing a little, like some extra skin on my breast, like, why is that unacceptable, but not my forearm? Mm. Like, you know, why it, it doesn't make any sense to me that like one part of our skin is acceptable to show and another part is not. And based on sex, it's like, well, men can walk around with their shirts off, you know, like that's just become the norm. Yeah. And I'm extremely attracted to a man's uh, chest. It's Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Like when they've got like a really nice chest, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're not attracted to a man's chest. We absolutely are. And so, but yet they can go shirtless, but we cannot, not that I'm like wanting to go shirtless everywhere, but we've got to really question why do we have all of these morals around what is appropriate to wear and what is not like, why, why can Mm -hmm. we start questioning that and take away the whole, like, well, it's because, you know, our parents said it, or that's because it's just, it's just not morally right. But like, why, why though? Because God made these bodies and and they're beautiful and we get to, we get to use them in, um, in beautiful ways, sexually, physically, uh, you know, just all of those things. And why does it have to be a bad thing to um, be able to choose whatever type of clothing that you wear that you, that just feels good for you. That makes you feel alive. That makes you feel beautiful. Ah, so, so true. So how do we begin to take steps to step into this queen energy? What are some steps that we can start to use to move ourselves in that direction? So first of all, it's going to be working on your beliefs around the masculine and the feminine. What are your beliefs? Because you're always going to get whatever you believe. So it doesn't matter if you want to be more feminine. If you have a belief that the feminine is unsafe to be in, you're not going to ever go to that because you believe that it's unsafe. So you're, you are going to continually go back to the beliefs that you already, that you already have around that. So beliefs are going to be huge. Uh, the other thing is like feeling into what does the feminine, what does that, what would it feel like to be in my feminine? Uh, feminine is about ease. It's about flow. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's about alignment. It's, um, it's, it's just, it's very soft, but it's extremely powerful to be in your feminine. So paying attention to who are some women who have really truly embodied the divine feminine that I'm, that I'm seeking Mm. and, and pointing them out. So I have some women in my life that I'm like, she's extremely powerful and um, I'm an entrepreneur. So it's like, you know, I've, I've got like, I've got this desire to want to be successful and I, I have these visions. So in my mind, I was thinking I need to be in the masculine in that. So I searched out women who were very successful that were very embodied in the feminine. And I started creating evidence around the fact that you can be in your feminine and you can be successful, successful and, and, and. So I, I was creating evidence around and just and observing who is in their feminine. What does that actually look like? How does she, how does she um, go about her day to day and just studying her? Mm. That was, that's going to be really huge. Another part is going to be just, um, so in the feminine, you're very present. It's about presence. It's about playfulness. It's about flow. So how can you be more playful? How can you be more present? So that, and, and it's like, who, who doesn't want more of that in their life? Right. And I do. Scary. Yeah. So it's like, how can I create more of that in my life? And the more that I did that, 
I realized how much I was hustling and how much mm. I was like, oh, go, 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 go. I got tired for yeah. a couple of months. I was exhausted when I started kind of really truly embodying my feminine because I didn't realize how much I was in this fight or flight for years, years, my whole entire life. Let's talk a little bit about, um, about, uh, let's take a deeper dive into another layer of this. And that's really feeling comfortable in the feminine body and all of her curves and all of her things and all of her pieces and all of her parts. Because for me, that's the stickiest zone. Uh, no pun intended, but But I want to use the two P words and this is like, this is the perfect transition because pleasure. And then this is how, this is where I'm at in my journey. I can't say the other P word, which you can say. You can say it. Say it. I can't. You can. So (laughs) difficult for me to do. So what's your story around that? What's your story around that word? My story, my story around that word is like, that is nasty. That is dirty. That is, oh my gosh, we would never say that around our moms. Like that type of a, so I always feel like this area for me around sex, around my body, around the body parts connected to all of that layer is something that I'm really diving into and really starting to explore now as a grown woman, which is a little embarrassing. That's why I want to talk about it on this podcast, because it's like, I want to get to a place where I can use these words. And that's the story. That's not the story around it, that it's bad and it's nasty. Like to me, that just feels like, and this is embarrassing to admit, because I know it's not true, but my brain goes like, that's like a stripper word. Like, I don't know how else to yeah. But but it's all in this one bucket due to these societal norms and yeah. lack of attention to those pieces of me. Um, and really not like, so let's talk a little bit about pleasure and <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so how do we start to grow through this part of it? So, okay. Pleasure is something that I'm right now. I have a, I have a group coaching program. It's called queen energy. And right now for this month, it's going, it's all about pleasure. And a lot of people have associated pleasure with just sex and it's mm-hmm. so much more than just sex. That's just that's the tiniest bit of pleasure. But the thing is about pleasure is that when we have created a certain belief around it, no matter what in what avenue, what um, uh, way, like, uh, so for example, if you have a a tainted uh, view around pleasure with sex, it's going to affect your relationship with pleasure on all ways. Mm. So that's the hard part is that, so maybe you grew up in a super religious um, background where they really were like, you cannot do anything sexual, and like, and you're a sexual person, which was my case. Yeah, that was mine too. Yeah, I created a belief, pleasure is bad, so what ended up happening is that my relationship with food changed because food is pleasure. My relationship with just having pleasure in my day to day, just being present and having fun and just really feeling the pleasure of an experience was gone. I became totally disconnected from my body and from my ability to be able to experience pleasure. I didn't enjoy pleasurable, I didn't have pleasurable conversations. I didn't, I was so disconnected from everything. So when we can, when we can shift our relationship and heal our relationship with pleasure, it ends up affecting it in all avenues of our life that involves pleasure. So if you're somebody who has 
emotional eating issues, binge eating, anorexia, any of those, you have, uh, you have an unhealthy relationship with pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, and so most likely your sex life is off. And most likely it's hard for you to fully be um, in, uh, in present in conversations or just in like on your vacations or anything. And so it's affecting all ways. So if we can heal it and if, if going, if going into pleasure with sex is a little bit more challenging for you because it feels a little bit too like, whoa, that's big. Start with food, start with your day-to-day -day life. How can you add? So this is something that I tell my clients all the time. Ask yourself throughout the day, how can I add more, more pleasure to this experience right now? So for example, we're, I'm not engaging in anything sexual right now as I'm having this conversation with you, at least not that you know of, <laughs> but, I, so, but I can add more pleasure to this experience right now. So how could I add more pleasure to this experience? My hair's up in a bun, but like, I love twirling my hair. Mm. So I could like, I could start just kind of like rubbing my arm like that feels good. That feels pleasurable. Mm. I've asked my, myself that as I'm squatting in the, in the gym, I'm like, I'm okay. How can I add more pleasure to this experience? It's not a super pleasurable experience, but what would add more pleasure to this grunting grunting would be really fun. It would be really fun to start grunting right now. So you just in anything. And then when you're eating your food, how can you, can you fully be in pleasure with your food? And the best way to do that is close your eyes and slow down. Mm -hmm. smell the food, smell it, put it up to your nose and smell it first. Let yourself notice like how you start salivating. Notice how your stomach starts to get excited for that food to come in. Notice, like put it up to your mouth and just kind of, if it's an, if it's a popsicle, put it on and off and feel that cold sensation, like, and then feel it warm up and put it in your mouth and just kind of let it sit there. Notice all the textures, notice all the flavors add more pleasure to your experience in just non-sexual ways first if that's your gateway if that's going to help get your gateway into um, being able to enjoy more um, in the bedroom sexual pleasures i love this because um i use the word and i'm noticing that i'm noticing how this is working now it's it's also like semantics it's also the words that we choose to use and what we've associated with those words like i said like oh i can't say that but i can say this like using the word pleasure for so long immediately diverted to sex or yeah. sexual sexual things so but it's not like that and or it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't isn't just one thing but so long like society has placed this this you know experience of what it's supposed to look like if you use the word pleasure and i use this all the time i use the word like i i ask my clients to say like how can i enjoy this moment more each and every moment can i smell my coffee can i smell what the ground smell like instead of just like gulping it down and getting my caffeine and it's like what does it feel like what does it smell like what does it sound like when i'm outside like how can i enjoy this moment more so how can this be more pleasurable is just introducing the semantics of the word in to the experience to let your body know like this word is okay yes. like this is a very healthy word for you yes and then when it comes to when it comes to sexual pleasures taking your pleasure, taking responsibility of your pleasure and not expecting your partner to know how to please you. You've got to take that into your own hands and figure that out, like literally, and, and, and start paying attention to what actually brings my body pleasure. And, so, and know that that's not bad. Like that's not bad. That's not naughty. That's not gross. Like it's like what we actually should have been doing for a really long time.
it's essential. If we're really wanting to have real connection, and I'm not talking about you need to have an orgasm. It can, you can have, you can, you know, just, just touch your breasts and just feel like, what do I like that? Do I like that? Do I like my, my nipples pinched or do I not like it? Do I like a soft touch? Do I like um, a nice soft tickle or do I like more of an aggressive hold? Like playing with that within yourself. And, and then of course, even, you know, self-pleasure as well. And just feeling into what does my pussy like and what does mm -hmm. she not like? And just really connecting with that very sacred, sacred part of our body. It is the portal for life to be, to be able to be here in this earth experience. Nobody would be here without going through the portal of a woman's vagina. And mm. so it's such a sacred, sacred part of our body and to be able to honor it and to love it and to bring it pleasure. Our, mm. our clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings in it just for pleasure, just wow. for pleasure. Like God created that. It's like here women. And here you go. All that you need is right here. Right here, and it's just, and we have so much shame and guilt around it, and it was a gift that we've been given so that we can just enjoy and feel pleasure and create uh, life. And it's just that's it's such a beautiful sacred. So we have to honor it. It's mm. it's not a dirty, can't say the name, and that's fine if you don't want to say pussy. It's a vulva. It's actually not a vagina. The vagina is the inside part of 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 the anatomy of the woman's you know, area, the vulva is the outside part, but the vulva sounds just like vulva. Like, <laughs> like sounds exciting. It's like, damn, I want to hear about that. Like, mm, like it just, it's just fun. And I also love to kind of get a little bit of a rile from people around it. Yeah. And it's like, we've got to change the whole, like, I love questioning societal norms and like, why, why is that name bad? Why? Oh, that's so, it's so good, Carrie. I love, I, I love this so, 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 so much. It's, it really is. And I love what you just said about, cause all this comes down to for me, is just like that shift in story and, and, and what you're just describing now, it's like, well, well, what do you want your story to be around this? And you don't have to accept the stories that you've learned for decades and decades and decades. Like know the information. And I know you have a couple books that you, that you refer out. I'm reading one of them right now, but can you state the names of those so that people, we can write them in the show notes too, but what are your two, like yeah. top two or three? So, um, my favorite one, I actually recommend that one second. Um, but one that is, I just recommend as the very first kind of portal into it is the name that you love and it's called Pussy. And um, <laughs> I can't remember the, the um, author, but I think it's the only book named Pussy. It's Pussy pussy a reclamation and it's um basically like reclaiming reclaiming that name first mm. of all and reclaiming our pussies and that like no this is something that is beautiful it should not be shamed and it should not be not talked about it should be honored it should be worshipped mm -hmm. and we should have a connection with that part of our body it is very sacred there's a lot of wisdom in our womb and in our pussy and when mm. we have that connection are that there is actually a scientific they've actually like proven that there is a connection between our brain our heart and our pussy and so when the, when one is closed the other is closed so when we have closed up our our pussy we have also closed up our heart so the more we open either one of those we're going to open up you can't open up one without the other so the more that we connect with her we're able to open our heart more and be able to be able to love big and wow um, 
That one's a really big one. I love that. That really puts you in this like, yeah, women are amazing, but not in like a, we're better than, but it's just like, God, it's amazing to be a woman. Like own so, it, just own yeah. it, live in it, be it. That one I'm, is I'm buying that book, by the way. I'll let you know how You're it goes. It. <laughs> You're love it. it has exercises in there that were, or can be a little bit challenging because it's like, you know, taking out a mirror and looking at your pussy and just connecting with her, talking with her. Um, Cause a lot of people have never even looked down there. Yeah. And, that breaks my heart because it's such a beautiful, beautiful, unique, and it should be honored. Like I've made um, little clay pussies. I've done yoni printings where I have like artwork of like, you know, um, like paint that was put on it and just, I have it in my room and it's just, it's just beautiful. We need to change the way that we see that as like something we don't talk about and it's embarrassing and shaming. I um, love that other, you're, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just love that you're paving the way for the new narrative that, that to change the narrative for all this. So why don't you tell us how we can work with you in this queen energy space, really the divine feminine, because I know you've got things going on. Like where can people find you? How can they be in your space more and be a part of, a part of all that you have going on? Yeah, I actually, um, this month is my last month. I do, I do a two month program. So it's, um, it's eight weeks and I'm in the second month right now with uh, the group that I currently have. And we have so much fun. We, so, cause it's the feminine is not about doing it's about being. So this program, I am, I'm not like talking about the feminine. We do, I do do coachings. That's just what I do. But so much of it is about showing them how to embody it. So we're, we're moving, we're dancing. We're really like connecting with it, getting curious around what does the feminine actually feel like? What does it feel like to be in my queen energy? So it's a very much of a it's we're, we're proactive. We're actually doing the thing. We're actually embodying it during that eight weeks. So um, that's going to be complete. I'm, I'm tentatively going to start another program um, in September or October. So it's going to be coming soon. So if somebody is interested in it, thank you for bringing that up. If somebody's interested in it, then they can message me uh, and I will have dates soon of when I'm going to start it again. But it's so much fun. Uh, this was my very first time doing the Queen Energy program. I've done some other um, sexual healing and um, uh, goddess awakening type stuff. But this program that I just did, it just kind of pulls it all together. And it's mm. just, it's been really fun. So I want to continue it. Oh my gosh. I um, love yeah, this. You can reach out to me. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so the other book that I want to recommend is, um, that one's my most favorite. It's called vagina. And that was been, that has been huge for me because it's talking about basically the anatomy of a woman's body and just the biology of it. So it just, it's, but it's not um, really heady. It's not where you're going, what the heck is she talking about? Where it just feels, there's just so much, there's the history of women that's, that she talks about in there. That's really difficult to hear, but we need to know what we have in our DNA and why we are, why we feel so much shame around our sexuality, why we are so afraid to fully express ourselves and fully be in our feminine. And there's been a lot of abuse for thousands and thousands of years in the feminine. So when we can really be aware of that and we can heal that within our, within ourselves, we are now healing those generational wounds. So the women going forward can fully embody that queen energy and that feminine energy and feel safe in it. So, um, there's just, there's so much to that book that is just so valuable and it really opens your eyes to how unique we all are. And we are not just this cookie cutter, uh, body. And that's why we can't just rely on somebody else telling us what, 
how we work um, mm. to be able to create pleasure and, and what makes us happy and what makes us feel safe. We have to take that in our own hands and learn that ourselves. Oh, this has been amazing. I know that we'll probably have a part three of our series. We'll just get a series going, I guess, on on this podcast channel. Carrie and Heidi podcast. podcast. You guys let us know what you like from this show. Let us know what you want to hear. We'll just keep bringing Carrie on over and over and over again to spread her light, spread her wisdom and her queen energy. It's like awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for jumping on today. This is like, this is a topic that's so necessary and so needed. And I just, like I said, I love that you're paving the way for all of us to just continue to step up and step in. It's, it's just so beautiful. So thank you for being here and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Heidi. You're amazing. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.